0: Assalamu alaikum, I'm Khalil Alika
1: And I'm Zahir Parker and Welcome to AccidentalMuslims.com
0: So AccidentalMuslims.com is a, a movement, a platform Where we showcase present and future leaders To help us live with purpose
1: And we believe that everybody has a story to tell This podcast hopes to add value So welcome and enjoy
2: Alhamdulillah <laughs> Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. My name is uh, Ismail Kamane, uh, the Imam of Kubulaytu Masjid. Uh, I am here with uh, AccidentalMuslims.com.
0: Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh. Wa alayhi Assalamu
2: alaikum, Sheikh. Uh,
1: Khalil, thank you. Uh, Exciting uh, new series, Ramadan series for AccidentalMuslims.com. But again, uh, we want to use Ramadan as a motivator, as a, p- a vehicle to inspire people to live with purpose. Oh, so Sheikh, right. we are really proud and, and happy that you accepted our invitation. Exactly. Thank, you. Thank you. for inviting me to the program.
0: And so the theme of, 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 of the series is Ramadan with Love. Mashallah. So inshallah we will hopefully instill that love in, in, in all, all Muslims. So Sheikh, tell us for, let's start by you telling us a bit about yourself.
2: Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. I'm born in Gugulaytu uh, um, uh, from parents who had uh, received Islam before my birth. Uh, and then I took uh, on from there. I was the youngest of, or the, uh, the eldest rather, of uh, the three children that uh, were born after the Islam of my father. And so I immediately became the sacrifice. <laughs> I was sent out to go and learn deen from a very, very young age. Uh, it was a wish that my father had that there would be someone who would be able to, you know, educate the Muslim community where we are at uh, here in Guglieto. I went on there. I met uh, with uh, families like Suleiman Bayat, who took me into their house house, and um, I learned deen. My first teacher being Sheikh Abu Bakr Abdul Ra'u from Cape Town. Um, I think before him was Yusuf Karan. I stayed in his house for many years. I grew up under him as a young child, a very, very beautiful atmosphere. I then went on to Mias Farm for about a two year period. Alhamdulillah, I managed to finish my Quran there and then came back uh, to uh, Google later again. Uh, having been half with and alhamdulillah, having been solid in my Islam as a still a very young boy. I uh, went back to school uh, in the local schools. However, I was. Much more, uh, fluent in English than I was in Corsa. was a bit of a challenge there. And then I went to Muhammadiyah, for Islamic Primary in Weinberg. I uh, completed uh, primary school there. I went back to Zakaria again because when I, by that time, my Quran was not as solid as I would have liked it. I went back to Zakaria where I studied my Quran there and, um, took further studies into the Alim uh, two years. I then later on got accepted. Uh, in Medina University, and alhamdulillah graduated in the Faculty of Sharia.
1: So, Sheikh, you've been, you've been a, a well-travelled person, <laughs> alhamdulillah, in terms of your studies and your, your, your search for Islam. Can you perhaps take us back, what was Ramadan for you growing up?
2: Uh, bismillah, alhamdulillah, Ramadan... Um, it was always within those environments, in other words, in established environments. For example, like your islands or your Mias farm and so on. So it was an exciting time, you know, for a child waking up in the morning, having, you know, uh, your meals and so on and so forth. So, uh, in many ways, you know, for me, it was an exciting just an exciting time just to wake up, uh, you know, and fast. And I think there was a few of us who were my age. Uh, so it was it was, you know, sort of a, a challenge, but a very exciting challenge. <laughs> I want to say that. You know, with with the established Muslim communities, you know, uh, breaking the fast with a whole decked table of things, you know. So that was quite a motivator, you know, uh, to fast. I think, comparatively, I would say rather an easy one as, you know, as a a child growing up and so on. Uh, As an experience that one looked uh, out for.
0: And what is Sheikh's favorite snack?
2: Yeah, man, you know, I think a samosa, you know, (laughs) something that I think I... I sort of uh, cherished on uh, a lot. I know bolas, like bolas, <laughs> like, yeah, bolas, like you know, that sweetness and the softness of it. Yeah,
1: i Sheikh, also, in terms of uh, growing up, any traditions in your house or wherever you found yourself at Medina University mm. or wherever you were, Mias Farm, was there any traditions that you cherished uh, and, and maybe implementing in your household now as as an adult?
2: You know, um, a person goes through sort of uh, life cycles and changes and goes through, through introspections and so on and so forth. I think I, 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 I not much has remained, you know, because I've grown up with Indians, grown up with Indians, grown up with Malays, grown up with Arabs, you know, and I think my realization was more of, you know, that those are, you know, the cultural sort of, you know, uh, identities of those particular groups. Uh, And so I I didn't take much onto it because I think the challenge has been for us as, you know, African black Muslims in South Africa to really find ourselves within Islam. So, So as much as we cherish much of that, you know, for example, until today, I still miss you know, the Zabadi, like in, in Saudi Arabia, in Ramadan, you know, you get the Zabadi, beautiful, sort of, uh, you know, uh, uh, sour, sort of, you know. But I haven't taken much on that. It's a taste, yes, one misses now and then, but I, one would like really to find something that, you know, I can call uh, my own and myself and so on. So uh, I, I'm much, general, I'm very open, you mm-hmm. know, to whatever comes.
1: So have you found what you, what you have inculcated in, in your own
2: sort in of... In right? my own, absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, I, I, right now, you know, I think... I think In the past few years, really, one has tried to make Ramadan a spiritual journey. And I think that sort of uh, an approach has made, you know, the delicacies that come with Ramadan um, somewhat the, actually the actual disturbance. Of Ramadan. And uh, in that path, or that path rather, has led me to rather than not focus on what's on the table and sort of say, whatever is there, Alhamdulillah, you know, we'll go on it. Do you have any
0: advice for
2: the for us? The month of Ramadan, specifically, you know, being a month that one is supposed to, as you would say, you know, re establish or revive, you know, sort of the links. <laughs> with our Creator Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, uh, sort of, uh, you know, um, um, fix where, you know, it was not going right and uh, and reinforce where things were were, were good. And so, Surah of fatiha indeed being uh, in the opening, linking ourselves with the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For example, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Alhamdulillah Rabbil alamin Ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Linking ourselves with, for example, the mercies of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and I think, as Alhamdulillah, it does take place in Ramadan, where we, in turn, share those mercies with others. You know, so so, as we realize, for example, you know, during the rest of the year, uh, we end of Ramadan. You know, we at a very very high, at the height of our spirituality, at the height of our, you know, exercise of you know our Muslim rights, were at the height of bonds that we should have with each other as Muslims, and then obviously as the year goes, they need dwindles sort of you know bit by bit, and so um, using Ramadan, I think, from the beginning, to reinforce those qualities of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala within our lives, in such a manner that it takes a a longer while for it to sort of end. You know, Ramadan is a month for us to recharge. And um, if we give a good and a solid recharge, I think it it, it sort of extends further than it normally would. So one would then, for example, you know, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim, his qualities, be able to sort of consider and think about them very, very deeply. In a manner where one says, you know, basically our survival... Where we are at, what we have, what we are able to give—the reason why we are not in certain situation—is because of this great amount of mercy of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala upon us. And so, really, we need to sort of, sort of swallow in that mercy, understand that mercy, understand that, you know, everything I have, you know, my health, wealth, and everything that I have is is actually showing me the extent of Allah's mercy upon me, you know. And sort of, then I think that sort of really helps us to, you know, to take it further. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala the Quran asks us to ponder over the Qur'an in these verses. Because pondering, not pondering over it rather means that our hearts are locked out of the treasures of the Qur'an. So, so the Fatiha beginning in this way, I think, empowers us, you know, uh, with these qualities. I think, uh, important for me, within the surah, I think something that we as Muslims sort of uh, lose uh, sight of, you know, very, very uh, easily at times words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, wa I think we need to bind ourselves to these words. I think we today are uh, faced with many, many challenges as Muslims, beginning to fall in the trap of wanting to see immediate solutions. To problems. And so, only Thee, Allah, do we worship and only from Thee do we seek for assistance. Sometimes we find ourselves in seeking assistance, you know, from things that we believe are going to be faster in getting us to the goal. Whereas really, what this verse is telling us it is, it is only from Allah, you know, and we need to sort of you know, bind ourselves to that uh, because I think the challenges of the time are that we are, you know, bit by bit, by what has been displayed to us, losing the grip on the rope of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, and I think the month of Ramadan again is that month in which I think we need to sort of, you know, re establish that link and solidify that link, and we, where we need to. Ensure that we use everything at our disposal in the month of Ramadan To hold on to it in a manner That it will take much longer for us to lose the grip On the rope of As a
1: father, I'm my son always asks me Daddy, why do we repeat Surah Fatihah Every single father? Um, and I'm sure many other listeners uh, Maybe ponder those too. Is, What's the significance? Is there a significance behind it? Or what do you think?
2: You know? uh, um I think for the power that it has within it, Surah Al-Fatiha. I, for example, just hinted to one too, you know. But if one looks at, for example, the next verse, which says, إِهْدِنَ mustaqim," Allah guide us, or Allah keep us on the straight path. And again, as I mentioned, that today, each and every minute, every second of the day, there are challenges to keep us off the straight path. So the repetition of Surah Fatiha lies within that. You know, the are many that tells us the signs of the hour that a man will wake up in the morning as a Muslim and go sleep in the evening as a disbeliever and will go sleep as a disbeliever and wake up. We are really at those times. And as I mentioned, the importance of Iyya abud wa Iyya kana Because the, 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 the sort of, I may mean, say, the Dajjalic forces are at play. Uh, someone just said to me, you know, without uh, realizing, uh, if we look at the children's cartoons on TV, you know, and we are all caught up, our all watching cartoons. But just look at the type of cartoons that are being played these days. It's all magic, superpowers, flying, disappearing, and all, and, and, and these are not by chance. There's a deliberate plan. To to take mankind, and this is not just about Muslim, in a particular direction. Where when we see powers displayed by mankind in a particular way, immediately we are in awe of those people and individuals. But if we are entrenched in Surah Al Fatiha we will indeed realize where our salvation lies. The Prophet ﷺ the hadith tells us that Allah tested, the more closer the servant is to Allah, the more he is tested. So basically, Surah Al-Fajr reminds us that the more we are dedicated to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more the test of Allah will be upon us. And we need to realize then, when the test comes, who were tested? the most beloved of Allah's creation, his messengers. And so it is to reinforce, really, our iman in challenging in times of trial and fitnah, And we may not be challenged as much today, but 50 years from now, I think we'll understand even better why the repetition of Surah al Ask yourself, what is the benefit of Ramadan to me? What does it have to offer for me? How does Ramadan make me be a better Muslim? And I think from there, one is then able to prepare and says, if this is what there is to offer for me in being a better Muslim, then in that particular aspect, I think I want to develop myself. And so saying that for youth also possibly, because I think at times, even as adults, you know, we sort of we go all over the place. But Ramadan possibly should be used as a month for... That personal relationship with Allah, one. But two, you know, where do I feel my strengths and weaknesses are? And so what is my main weakness? If I had to point out one thing, that, you know, I think this particular thing is what weakens my relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in this Ramadan, my first intention in Niyyah would be, I want to deal with this. You know, this one thing, nothing else. And, uh, and I think from there, possibly, each Ramadan, and may Allah make dua to Allah and pray to Allah to grant us many, many Ramadans. Amen. So that each Ramadan, we are able to do away with one challenge in our lives that creates this barrier between us and our Creator, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I think for me, that would be one advice, really self-reflection, introspection, about, you know, between you and Allah. And and this is something you're not going to tell anyone. You keep in your heart, and you deal with it, and may Allah make it easy for all of us.
0: Here, you're the imam at this masjid, the masjid in google too. Yes, masjid Murtaza. Murtaza, yeah. So tell us about the Ramadan at, at this specific masjid. Do, do you think that more people, especially uh, on masjid, Yes, alhamdulillah.
2: I have to say, uh, Ramadan, again, you know, it's, 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 it's really, uh, in the more deeper one thinks of it, one actually sees Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at play, Allah in charge, you know. And I mean, the environment in Ramadan is an amazing one, you know, at this masjid and I'm sure in various other uh, massages in the African communities, but specifically, yeah, uh, really just a time of, 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 uh, of, of, of uh, revival. It is a time of brotherhood and sisterhood. It is a time of love. It is a time of expressing the gratitude, you know, of Islam that Allah has blessed us with, within this community that we are in. You know, the month of Ramadan is amazing to me, you know, uh, when youngsters, you know, 12, 13 year olds walk from their homes for the time of Fajr to be at the masjid. You know, and it only happens in Ramadan, and I think this is where Allah's mercy really is with us. It is where, you know, the youngsters would, after Fajr Salah, have ready in their uniforms to go to school, sit and read a bit of Quran. You know, amazing. And I'm just saying, you know, it's for each of us to really introspect and, and really look at ourselves as Ramadan, the mirror, showing us our beauty, that we can be so beautiful. And my really prayer and hope is that once we've realized that we really want to continue that and sustain the beauty of Ramadan affords us to see uh, within us. And so, yes, the uh, environment in Guglia too, you know, but I think the noor of Ramadan spreads right across. I think that peace, that love, that mercy, that care, that kindness, uh, you know, you see the parents, for example, of these youngsters, really uh, coming all out to assist them in fasting better, you know. So it's a really beautiful environment of, you know, of what we always say, what we need to be like as Muslims.
1: Sheikh, one of my questions was to be to you was, what is your most inspiring story or event out of Ramadan? But just listening to you talk about the youngsters coming for Fajr in yes, the morning, absolutely. I'm inspired myself, and <laughs> I'm pretty sure listeners will be even more inspired uh, by the oncoming Ramadan and by the Ramad- Ramadan days. But is there anything else that you, you've experienced in your, in your uh, personal life that... Um, or seen with your congregation yes. uh, that
2: inspired you? Yes. No, I think I think yeah, these are the, the things I mentioned, you know, uh, because, you know, we as imams um, are as human as everyone else. We maybe have a bit of but more information than everyone else. Mm-hmm. We go through those times when you say, Subhanallah, just look at this youngster. And uh, sometimes it's dark and sometimes it's not so near. Yeah, to to walk alone. Yes, subhanAllah. How much am I doing, you know? Uh, and so, yes, uh, these stories are really what inspires us to 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 you know to to improve ourselves, uh, to inspire us to, you know, to 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 withstand the challenges we meet on the road sometimes, because indeed there are challenges, but these you know, keep us alive and keep us saying Subhanallah, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, Allah Akbar. Really, we are at a much more fortunate position. You know, we don't have to walk; we just Get out of the house, downstairs, and you know, and hear yeah, these youngsters, subhanAllah, are finding themselves there.
1: Sheikh, I'm gonna put you on a bit of a spot here now. <laughs> hey, uh, <subhanallah. laughs>
2: how would you describe Ramadan in three words? Mercy, I would say love, I would say revival. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shukran, Sheikh, I you wanna, uh, pre- wanna appreciate your time, so. Shukran, Jazakullah Kheresh. Thank you for your time and may
2: Allah grant you many more I mean, I Amen, all of you inshallah.
1: Taala. We also will make a special du'a for you, your family. Allah put barakah Amen. in your life, in your institution, in the masjid, Amen. in your congregation. And you have the best of health to continue to do this Amen. good work, alhamdulillah. Shabbat. And uh, Allah bless you. And shukran for your time, Sheikh. May Allah
2: you. bless you, may Allah increase you, may Allah make a success yeah. Uh, the initiative that we are taking forward that really, uh, as you mentioned it would be a means that the youth when they click into this particular you know, um, modem of communication that they have some good message to sort of, you know, take them further, further
1: So that's it for today's show We hope you added value, we hope you enjoyed it but most of all, we hope our guests inspired you to live with purpose don't forget to send us your suggestions via info at accidentalmuslims.com. If you know anybody out there that is inspiring, that's leading, that's living with purpose, please uh, do contact us.
0: And remember, feedback is our oxygen. So follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. I hope you enjoyed. God bless. Assalamu